Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the Author Incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. It is another week inside the Author Incubator's Book Journeys Radio. This is the show where we find out what made the difference between all of the people out there that want to write a book and that small but growing percentage of people who cross that finish line. What was the difference for them. And so we will talk about that this week. One quick little uh, um, just technical housekeeping note. We have finally gotten all of our shows up onto iTunes. So for those of you who are are listening to us because you're subscribed on, on iTunes, thank you so much. If not, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so it automatically downloads for you. And when you are making uh, making those movements towards getting your book done, you can listen to some of these interviews and really connect with some of the missing pieces that are going to help you get across the finish line with your book. Uh, in those missing pieces, you will find words of wisdom from today's guest, Elizabeth McCormick. Elizabeth is the author of The Pilot Method, Five Elemental Truths to leading yourself in life. I'm super excited to talk to Elizabeth today. She is a Black Hawk pilot. She is an international motivational speaker. Hopefully she's going to motivate all of us. Um, We're going to talk to her in a second. If you want to follow along and learn more about her as we're talking, um, go to www.pilotspeaker.com and you can see some pictures of Elizabeth and learn more about her book. Um, But for right now, to um, get us started, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me on the call. Awesome. So tell us about the pilot method. I actually have it in my hot little hands right now. Um, We we have been planning on speaking for quite some time. So, uh, But I want to hear, (laughs) and I want our listeners to hear from you, what is this book about and who is it for? Well, it's really about leading yourself in life. And so I relate it to the pilot. So pilot is an acronym. P is for potential. We all have potential. It's a matter of believing in our potential of what we can do, what we can bring to this world. And so that's what the P talks about. But then the I goes into implementation because it doesn't do any good to believe in your potential if you don't do anything with it. So I talks about overwhelm and how to combat overwhelm and, and how to, you know, really how to make decisions when, when you're really muddy in things and prioritizing. And then L is for leadership, and I have three principles of leadership underneath L, and that's communicate, and so I talk about communication, aviate, which is taking action and navigate, knowing what your vision, your focus, and your goals are going to be to move towards. And I relate all that together. And then O is optimizing. To be your best, you must be your best. 
So, and really taking care of yourself and how that needs to be a priority and a focus in everyone's life. So I talk about attitude and being, you know, taking care of yourself and optimizing is the O to, to optimize your life. And then T, T is the sticky, gritty, get to it, get it done, tenacity. Don't stop. Don't quit. Are there going to be people who don't believe what you believe? Absolutely. Welcome to the world of different opinions. But don't quit when you believe in something in yourself. That's it. So, Elizabeth, I don't think it will surprise you to find out not many of our listeners are Black Hawk helicopter pilots. Um, (laughs) That's a pretty amazing distinction for anyone, but I have to assume there aren't a ton of women that have that particular distinction. Isn't it easy for people to think maybe there's something special about you? You walked us through those five steps, and I get it, but, hey, you're a Black Hawk helicopter pilot. Like, you are obviously someone who is extraordinary. How how do we know if this applies to us? Well, because I wrote it with my 19-year-old college student in mind who's not a helicopter pilot, who's struggled in her life, and I really sat down and thought, you know, not – not just what I want her to know, but what I want her to know as an adult, what I want her to know as a person, as a, you know, I didn't write it in a a male or female version. I wrote it, I wrote it for a human version. And I wrote it to, because as a pilot, we have to take complex systems and break them down into checklists and systems. So that's what I did. I, I, Mm. you know, it's the process down. I made it really easy to implement. It's easy to read. It's a short read. Um, I have people, oh, my gosh, I read it on the airplane home. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yay, that's what I wanted. I wanted something that, that you, can, you could get through but yet learn through. Yeah, I love that. And it is very, um, it is very practical and it's very easy to follow. So let's talk about a little bit about the process of writing this book. So just going back to the beginning, how did you get the idea to write this book in the first place? Well, it actually came from my speech, so I kind of did it backwards. I was speaking first, and I knew that I needed a book in the back of the room to sell. So I sat down and, like, looked at my speech and looked at my processes, and I'm visual, so I put the big white paper on the wall in the hallway, so I passed by it every day, multiple Mm -hmm. times a day, passing by that paper with titles and and topics I want to talk about. And anytime I thought of something new, I would add it to it. And so I had this, this really busy white paper with different colored markers and, and just, and, and certain words kept popping out at me. Potential popped out at me, um, you know, and, and, and then I started thinking, well, well, I could do the pilot. And so then it was, oh, should I change it to purpose? No, purpose has been done way too much. No, I need it to be, you know, and so I just, once I decided that pilot was going to be it, then it was, oh, should it be the pilot philosophy? No, should it be the pi- you know, pilot, the, you know, and I just, and I literally walked by it, walked by it, walked by it until it, it just was like, oh, it's a method. It's a method of doing something. Mm. And, then, mm. and then it was like as soon as I had it, I had it. Like the whole rest of the paper was like, I don't need that anymore, you know. <laughs> So, but I, you know, I wish I kept that kind of. Now looking back, but <laughs> like a little yeah, you know, like the journey. That, yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, just going—it's a process. It, 
it wasn't I'm I'm going to write a book today. It it was oh, it was a process. I mean, literally, I know a lot of authors compare, especially women, compare uh writing a book to giving birth. I mean, it really it doesn't doesn't happen overnight. There is a, definitely a gestational period to it. So um, you know, that's what so, I really <clears throat> focus on. This with, was, was this your first book, The Pilot Method, or did you have some other books first? I had other books first, but this was my first me book. So I I will tell you, and, and some people probably have done this, I I did it all wrong. <laughs> Can I just say <laughs> Okay. Awesome. I so we are totally all... in the right place because we want to make <laughs> sure that wrong. the people listening trans- know what not to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I totally got um, snookered. <laughs> That's a nice word. Snookered um, by someone who preyed on um fledging speakers and entrepreneurs at the beginning, oh, spend way too much money to have a way tiny, teeny, tiny chapter in a way lot not important book, uh, you know, and so I did a collaborative book and uh, realized um, after the fact and, and everything that, wow, that totally was not worth it, you know, um, but it did give me something to sell while I was speaking and as I was, you know, and I learned from the process, so my thing is if I screw up, which I do, a lot. So when when I screw up, you know, what it what it what can I do different? What did I learn from it? Um what how can what can I do to prevent this from happening again? And then because I'm not very smart sometimes, I did three co-author books. Now, I I'll, I'll mm-hmm. admit the third the third one I was one of the headliners. So at least I didn't have to pay to be in that one, but the first two I did, but at least they were with different genres. So one was for business and that's when I first, the first one I did, it was for entrepreneurs and business. And then I realized that really wasn't what my main topic was going to be. So it didn't serve my audience. So I, I think what it helped me do doing the three co-author books, the second one I did was motivational, which is really more my lane now. And the third one I did was Christian, which then I realized, although I, I am a Christian and I can speak it, it's not what I want to do for my business. So what it really did was help me get super clear that a book needs to be written for an audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, yay. I'm so glad you're saying this. <laughs> this is the conversation I have all day long. So, great, you have this pilot method. You have this experience as a Black Hawk helicopter pilot. It doesn't matter, whatever your book is about. And so many authors approach it of here's what I'm going to tell you. And they're not even thinking about what their audience wants or needs to hear. Right. Now, I did with Pilot, I purposely, um, so I'll tell you, I had a literary agent who was crawling in my door, you know, please, you know, Black Hawk Pilot, sexy brand, come on, please sign with me. And um, we had a couple phone calls, and although I, I'll tell you, I did not sign with her, there were reasons for that. But I, what she did clarify for me that might help, so I have a really big vision. I already have seven books, more like full books, not, not co- I don't count those. But I have, um, and then I have a little, bit, little business success books that I write for my audiences. Hello. So mm-hmm. I have tip, tip books that are written specifically for industries that I'm already booked to speak with as long as it's far enough out I can research it and adapt content for them. I do that as well. So I have a lot of books. Pilot is my 
book. It's my big book. It is, you know, it's me. And I have seven more planned. And when I went through with this literary agent, this whole strategy and plan that I have, she totally turned it around on me and made me think of it as a pyramid, not a pyramid scheme. But she said, you know, really think of it as a pyramid. And your first book needs to be the one at the broadest base of the pyramid. So she had me, you know, had me, that was Pilot Method. It's a personal development book. It's going to have the broadest audience, the most appeal. Because your second book, so for me, my second book that I'm already working on is Leading in Business. And it's a Mm -hmm. business book. So that one is going to have a narrower audience, but everyone who buys book two and hasn't bought book one can now buy book one because book one relates to them as well. You love it. Love it. And then book That's three terrific. will be women in business. So, again, they can still buy, buy women in that book, but yet they can still buy the, the business leadership book because that applies to them and still buy the personal development book that applies to them. So if you keep fine-tuning it and refining book over book in a pyramid method until, like, for me, the pinnacle book, the one up at the top is the memoir mm-hmm. to the movie deal. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So well, then, so, when they buy that, they're going to also buy all the way down. I love it. I love it. So, for you, I know that you you said um, you did it all wrong. <laughs> you were already <laughs> speaking. You got involved in a compilation book, and we've done some other calls about compilation books and how they're a good money maker for the person organizing them, but not really what you want to grow your brand. I'm seeing more and more of those these days. What are some Mm -hmm. of the other things that, you know, obviously you've learned from, but if you were advising somebody, what are some of the things that you would say, don't do this or here's the order to do that? Um, What's some of the advice that you would give people to learn from your mistakes? Mm, To learn from the – well, one of the things I did that worked really well for me, can I tell tell you something that worked well first? Sure, (laughs) even better. One of the things that worked really well for me was I I designed the cover first. Now it tweaked a little bit, but I designed a really good, like, I loved it. This was my cover, and I I knew it was going to work because I'd already outlined the content and and was working on on developing and and that content. And so uh, with with designing the cover first, it gave me, it gave me the speaker first, I was able to have that blown up as a poster size at my speaking engagements and say, pre-order, be the first to receive Elizabeth's upcoming book. Mm, Very nice. And I had over 500 pre-orders before the book was finished writing. Fantastic. At $20 a book. So you know, helped pay, and that, because I ended up choosing not to go through the literary agent and not to go with a traditional publisher, even though that, because I wanted it out faster. I was concerned on the time frame. Um, I, I didn't want to wait a year and a half, two years. I wanted something I could have in my hands to sell to these audiences and the opportunities that I that I had now. So I chose to do, um, I didn't want to do self-published because I also wanted a little bit of uh, backing and not necessarily backing financially, but a brand or a name of a publishing company behind me. So I chose the author finance road where I, I paid the publisher to take my book on and distribute it. So, But I also and control so, my processes. 
let's talk a little bit about that. So you have, because sure. so, not everybody really understands how this works. So you have a literary agent that's willing to, interested and excited about working with you, and an agent doesn't take money from you up front. So had you decided to work with the agent, what would have been different for you uh, working with an agent and going with a traditional publisher versus working with an author-funded publisher? Let's talk about some of those pros and cons and how you made that decision. Absolutely. And I find, too, that a lot of people don't understand this difference. So so working with a literary agent, first off, she would take 15% of everything, period. Now, the cool thing is it's on the back end, so you're not it's putting on the back any end, money up, not up front. front. True, right. true, true. <laughs> but profitability of business, you know. But the less cool thing is she's going to take 15%, and we haven't even gotten into how much everybody else is going to take. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now she's going to, she, you know, the literary agent, they make, they mark, they help you get into the door. Basically the big traditional, I think we're down to like four or five big traditional publishing companies now with all the, mm-hmm. that have merged and, and everything. You really can't get in the door without a literary agent. It's very difficult. You can get their attention by selling a lot online or having a good platform or presence. You can get their attention. Attention, but <clears throat> for you to send a proposal or do something to them, a literary agent is really, really the way the way to go to do that. However, I looked into it. To me, to me, I, it's a business. I'm I'm, I'm a businesswoman above and beyond everything else. Whether I'm writing or I'm speaking, no matter what I do, I'm a, I am a business owner and I'm running a business, and a business makes a profit. So I started looking into profit margins of traditionally published books, and from talking to some of my friends who had gone through um, Random House or Wiley or Simon & Schuster, they said that they average return by the time the literary agent, the publisher, every, all the pieces, the distribu- distribution, everything got a piece of their book, they only got $2 from a $20 book. Yeah. And so, And then even the books that they bought – to sell at their events, the cost was, you know, they everybody got their cut out of that as well. It wasn't, you know, yeah, it was a better price, but it wasn't, They it was way more than if I had gone going the other, the other way. So, so the percentage that people are taking, they're, they're taking a percentage of your book, but they're also taking a percentage of other residual products. Is that what you were saying? Well, not the I, I at first I was just about the book, but then mm-hmm. like you know there's um the, of course there's the physical book, the audio book, the e-book, the right the you know there's all the other pieces that go with that, and then you know for me it's you know book two, it's book three, it's but it, to me it really bottomed down. It I think it really and the other thing I think with it that surprised me was when I found out that about the whole. PR publicity side. So I still had to pay for that. I'm like, well, I'm yeah, not going to pay for all the publicity, right? <laughs> the PR. If I got to, I got to, you know, if the, they book me on the Today Show, yay! But then I had to pay for my airfare to get there and my hotel the night before, and I, I'm paying for all that. And I'm like, wait a second, you know? So. I'm like, if I'm going to pay for that, I may as well pay for that and control the process. The other thing I found is that they could change the title. They could go mm-hmm. in and change 
change the name. They could have somebody else write a forward if I want if I don't have a forward in mind, but if I want, you know, they could they could go in and and pretty much bump you off in your creative process and do what they think is going to be marketed best to create more book sales, which is not all a bad thing unless like me it's tied to my speech. Right. And, and so then, then there was another that. element you talked about, which is the timing. So what do you think the timing would be with going that traditional route through the agent versus the way you went? How long did it take you um, to publish this book, and how do you think how long do you think it might have taken? Well, I was I was told that it would take eighteen to twenty two eighteen to yeah eighteen to twenty four months. So mm-hmm. six um, you know a year and a half to two years. For the book to come out, yeah. If it's like you know a hot topic, they could fast track it and not put you in the catalogs for distribution and blah blah blah. But I mean, and what it what my what they explained to me is you know everything runs you know six months in advance of when it's going to be in the stores because the stores have to order it and then we have to do da and then it all is it all just kind of trickles and backs from there, and that just was not going to work for me timing wise. So. Um, with going with a, a an author financed, it was up to me. I had the cover designed. I had all the pieces done, um, and it was my choice. I could go through the publisher and buy their package, or I brought my own resources to the table. And I so I had my own cover designer. I had my own formatting on the inside of the book. I had I had all you know everything done. I had my own hired my own ghostwriting service, not to ghostwrite, but I used them as an editor and utilize them to polish it and make the content better. So I wrote it, but they they made it shine in a way. Mm. I, write, I write like I speak. I am blunt and to the point, sometimes too much, but uh, I, I get right to it, and that doesn't really work in a book. So you need to be a little more flowery and a little more wordy. So I brought them in to help me with that piece of it to make it – and the transition, I mean, gosh, just the things, when you're writing your own book, you don't realize how important those, like the flow and the transition, and, and you might think you didn't say something and you just said it again, and to have another set of eyes as a, as a hired editor for me was huge. And, and, and I had them keep me accountable, too, on the timeline to make sure things got done, because I had book orders. I had pre-sold you know, hundreds of quantities of books for an event that was in November, and we were trying. We had to have it done, and like literally, they came in like the morning before the the day before the event. So, so from we, when you finished writing until when it was actually you know published and you were holding the books in your hand, how long did that take? I finished writing the book in September, and I had the book in my hand like November second. Wow, that's pretty amazing turnaround. Yeah, it is. And, <laughs> it is. And I love so. how you kept yourself accountable by the pre-sales being not only just a way to help generate revenue and pay for some of those services, but also um, by you know helping you stay stay accountable and really want to finish in time to to fulfill on a promise. Yeah. Well, we ended up, the plan was not to do print on demand where they print, you know, and to cost more. The plan was not to do that, but that's what, what we ended up having to do <laughs> to make sure that we got it in the the first batch in that time, lane, time frame. Got it done. So, time. Yeah. We just kind of, okay, <laughs> here we go. 
And I think I saw uh, in your book who you use, nextcenturypublishing.com. I did. I did. They they, they did an awesome job. Awesome. Because that's quick turnaround. So that is a quick turnaround. And the you know the other thing they did is they brokered a corporate sale of that book, um, and sold seven thousand copies for me. Wow, we'll give them an A for that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I mean they've done a, they've they've really done a, a good job, you know. And um, you know I they have marketing packages and other packages and things. I, I I'm big on using my own resources and my own team because I already had in place. If I didn't already have it in place. They have it, but I already mm-hmm. had a designer. I already had all the people I needed to to um, to get this done when I picked them up. But yeah, they got it done fast for me, which was great. Their printing prices were very good, so I was very happy with working with them. So, and in terms of distribution, are you distribute? Do they do the print on demand for online distribution as well, or do you have to fulfill with Amazon yourself? Um, they have distribution. Um, it's up to me whether I do a print on demand. Um, I did not because my book, um, my book has uh, embossed cover, and I bought ten thousand copies. So I have, I was able to get a better price. So I put that just give them the books on consignment to mm-hmm. to fulfill to fulfill from. So it gives me a better profit margin. I love it. And I do love the raised typing on the book, too. Isn't that nice? And they, the and nice they did a matte finish versus the gloss so it doesn't show fingerprints. And, yeah, they yeah. they did a great – they did a great – they actually took my cover that I designed and beefed it up with this new, this cover with the embossing and the, the matte finish. And um, it's fabulous. Fantastic. Well, in our final couple minutes, is there any advice that you would want to give to somebody who – has had a personal experience that they want to translate into lessons for other people like you have, but they haven't quite been able to um, get get their message down, to finish it, to get it published in the way you have. What advice would you have for them? Gosh, don't do what I did. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally didn't journal at all. I mean, I don't con- would not have considered myself a writer. And so I did not journal at all. I lost so much detail, so many memories of things and things that I went through. I wish as I was a pilot I had, like, kept a lo- my own logbook and, and chronicled my experiences. But mm. um, it was really hard for me to bring that back to life in such a way. It, it really took a lot more time and effort to do that in reflection versus as we went. So the other thing is I was super busy. I was working, and I had this deadline, and I'm I'm speaking. I'm out doing it. I'm working it, right? And so I literally from – I'm a night person, so from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., five days a week – for three months, I went wow. sleep. I went sleep deprived pretty much, and just mm-hmm. just to get it done, and to be able to you know have that quiet space without my kids yelling and and, and you know and here's the thing, it was a crunch. I don't recommend it. It does not fit my optimize your life method of taking <laughs> care of yourself. It's not what I preach. But you know what? There's some times in your life to get it done. You got to do what you have to do to get it done. Yeah. 
Yep, that is the takeaway, people. You got to do what you got to do to get it done. And when you make that commitment, you will have those all-nighters. And you, and it won't be forever, but for a couple weeks, if that's what it takes. I love the vision. I love the clarity. Uh, author Elizabeth McCormick. She is the author of the Pilot Method: Five Elemental Truths to Leading Yourself in Life. Uh, she, it, it's an amazing story. She draws from her experience as, as a Black Hawk helicopter pilot and a chief warrant officer in the Army to really relate true-to-life stories with powerful and actionable lessons. You can find her book on Amazon, and you can also find more about her and more about the book at pilotspeaker.com. Elizabeth, thanks so much for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And don't forget to subscribe to Book Journeys on iTunes and add your reviews there. We will be back next week changing the world one book at a time. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.